and welcome to Beyond the Ball 2022 Show One Special. Um, I'm Paddy. I'll be hosting this week as um, we have some discussions we'll talk about in a while. And I'm joined by the ever-lovable Collie. Hello. Thanks. How's it going, Paddy? Yeah, all good. Did you have a nice Christmas and New Year's? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was quiet. New Year's was very, very quiet. I was fairly drunk on uh, Christmas Day now, but um, New Year's was fucking so quiet. Like, did really? nothing. Literally did nothing. Like, ah, and you had talk of doing like a, a casino night. Yeah, we were going to do it, and then it just like I think we all with COVID, COVID kind of picked up at the the last kind of the last hurdle. So we just said, I don't know, I fucked that out the window. Like, it's not, it's not really worth it. Like, but, no, it was very quiet, very quiet. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. But good for football. Uh, yeah. Some games called off, but it was very good. Um, I suppose we're going to change it up this week in terms of we've got the FA Cup and Carabao Cup this week. We want to have Premier League football back until the 15th of January. So we're going to talk about some of the big stories uh, going around the place at the moment, starting off with Chelsea, then maybe moving on to a little bit of Manchester United to talk a bit about the Cups. And then we have the question section, a lot of questions in this week. So thanks very much, everyone, for uh, sending those in. Um, you can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, click that like and subscribe button. It you really can't... helps us and it lets us know you're listening. Um, okay, so the the big the big story this week, I suppose, has to be Chelsea and Lukaku and the well, what's happening with them. We'll go into it a bit deeper in a few minutes. What did you think of the Liverpool Chelsea game or Chelsea Liverpool game? Should I say? Uh, probably the best game of the season. Um, definitely, definitely the best first half. But I think they like. Even in the second half, although there was no kind of action, like it was two all at half time and it finished two all, like the pace of the game was actually unbelievable. And I was talking to um, one of the guys that does be on the Instagram page, Connor Keegan. He's a, he's a big United fan. And uh, he was saying, Do you know what? Like being a United fan and watching that really shows how far behind Manchester United are in terms mm-hmm. of just pace and ability. Like when you compare the two teams, Liverpool and Chelsea, that game was just it was lightning and it was fucking yeah. it was brilliant to watch and uh, it had everything it had it had the potential to have a red card after fucking six seconds which what i definitely think it was a red was it a red 100 percent. 100 percent. that's a red i, I think it was 100 percent. Yeah. i don't care you can clearly see he throws the elbow in and i, th- I think it was was a carrier after the game which was like i don't i don't think that's a red card. an orange card he said yeah an, an orange, an orange. <laughs> so, so his, his exact words were it's not it's not a yellow but it, or it's it's not it's more than a yellow but it's not quite a red what the yeah. fuck is that <laughs> like that is a red if it's more it's more than a yellow but it's not quite a red there's no in between like it's either more than a yellow and it's a red or else it's not a fucking red and it's a yellow so i would have loved to hear if i had been the other way around what you would have said i would have said red card 100 yeah, percent. you can absolutely. see when Mane jumps in he gives the like it's just you can see the movement towards his face, like, and it's just so fucking blatant, like, and it was, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. like, I had said it to uh, the lads in the group. I was like, lads, I'm going silent for this match. I won't be saying anything. Six seconds in, I was fucking fuming and I was going <laughs> crazy. And uh, the lads were like, that didn't fucking last long. I was like, well, what do you want me to say? Like, that's a red card all day. <laughs> so I don't fucking, I didn't know. I couldn't, I couldn't keep a lid in it. But 100% best game of the season. Um, I have to oh, say God. I agree. I I agree with Shane there. Goal of the yeah, season. Yeah. What a fucking yeah. goal! Like to be to be able to pull that off when you're backpedaling and you're kind of not the type of player to do that either. It was surprising. Do you know what? He, he's he's one of the best players in the league, and I don't care. I know people say, "Oh, fucking bias Chelsea." I I just genuinely don't think people know how good he is because again, like I said before, a lot of United fans and Liverpool fans just don't watch Chelsea enough to have a good, real, a real, honest opinion of. No, no, I'm I not watch saying it's not a player, but class. I mean to have that flair, that's like skulls esque in his yeah, prime, yeah. like that, that hitting that volley, like that was it was a beautiful goal. But yeah, yeah. good player, absolutely. He I has, suppose I want to uh, this conversation, yeah, that we're about to have about Chelsea, uh, and I'm not in any way golden. You're trying to fish here. You're yeah. our Chelsea expert, so <laughs> I want to hear what your thoughts are as a fan. What are we going to say? Uh, are, are we talking about Lukaku here? Are we... No, not just Lukaku. I'm okay, going to go back a bit further than that. Yeah. So no, no. Come here. Look, I want to just, I want to just stay on coverages for a sec because he's fucking, yeah. he's so good, and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Um, like to to pull that off, he does. Like you can, if you see him in a couple of games when he when he shoots, he's like he's not the best shooter in the world. That is one thing I will say. So that that goal was a little bit special for him. Like, uh, but to be able to to backpedal like that, 
and kind of yeah. give a little jump as you do it, like because he's jumping backwards nearly, and he just flicks his foot at it. And everyone was saying, "Oh, if Allison was in goal, he might have got that." I was like, "That was top corner, like that. That hit the post and went in. Like, how do you get yeah. much, much, much more yeah, accurate no, no, no. than that?" Like. Yeah, you'd have to be lucky as a keeper to save that goal. Yeah. You really would. Yeah, it was a super, super goal. Um, yeah, good match. Um, I suppose both teams might walk away being happy with the draw. But then again, not really with City's form because you just can't afford to be dropping points with City the way they're going. Um, and the conversation we're about to have, Chelsea are still sitting in second. I know, what, a point or two ahead of Liverpool, they have a game in hand. Um, right, so Tuchel came in after Lampard. Uh, Chelsea were in a not a great position under Lampard um, building. Um, he came in, I think, the biggest manager uh, bounce a team has ever seen in terms of yeah. he's won the Champions League. Then he's got the Champions League bounce then going into this season. He's looked unstoppable coming into the new season. And then I remember seeing you around the time we pl- you, you played United, which would have been nine games ago. Yeah. Um, and... From those nine games, I, I, I seen like we, we got beaten by Man City and Liverpool the two games before that, and they absolutely made a show of us. And we played against yourselves, we drew. Um, and then over that, those nine games, you played, you sorry, drew five, won three, and lost one. So, in terms of form, you've conceded mm-hmm. 12 goals and scored 15. Um, and I'm only saying that you are still in second, but that's because the other teams around you, other than Man City, have been poor as well as a Chelsea fan as a Chelsea expert you can't deny the dip in form what do you think it has been well yeah there is an obvious dip in form now like I'm gonna be I'm gonna sound like a fucking bullshitter here and cope with a lot of excuses as well but I do want to say before I give me me poxy excuses does that not show the quality of the league as well because you're really you're really getting all these lower let's call them mid-table teams who are taking points off the likes of Chelsea for one Taking them off Spurs, like not so much Liverpool and City at the moment. They're they're kind of a different class. Well, Liverpool are very inconsistent as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're getting draws and uh, Wolves beat them and compared stuff like to that. what they were. Night. Or sorry, yeah. not Wolves. Really. Um, yeah, but look, I, I do think the standard of the league is a lot better. Um, so look, we are dropping points. Chelsea, if you look at the kind of the team over the last kind of nine weeks, like we've lost our we we lost our front three. Like we we had lost Werner. Uh, Havertz is only recently back. Uh, Lukaku was gone. We'll talk about that gobshite in a while. Um, like Mason Mount was injured for a while. He he was gone out of the team. Kovacic was injured for weeks. Kante was was picking up knocks here and there. Jorginho wasn't fully fit. Um, Reese James now was after picking up an injury. Uh, Chilwell done his knee is out for the season. Uh, like the, the, there was so many. Like Pulisic is only after coming back. Uh, Ziyech is picking up knocks. So there's so many injuries there. Um, that I do kind of put a lot of it down to that. Uh, in fairness to Tuchel, he's kind of stuck with the tactics and he's tried to adapt. Like he's tried to, like at times he's had to play Christian Pulisic right wing back, and he done it against Liverpool there and it didn't work. Um, and he could see it didn't work. And the great thing about it was he went to that formation, knew it wasn't working, and within five minutes he was after making another sub and changed the back. Um, he he kind of he went with three I think at the top. I don't know he went with five at the back. But then reverted back to the older um, tactic, which, like, as what a fan, defensively, why, why do you seem to be leaking a lot of goals now compared to well, like at the start of the season and the end of last season? Your defense was so solid. Is yeah, if you look at if you look at um, the dip in form in Mendy, Mendy is a big kind of role in that. Like, he, you can see he had two or three bad games. Um, and Kante and has been out, hasn't he? Kante has been out quite a bit. Like, but like, mm. even like even looking at Mendy, it's not so much. He he has left like he's literally fair enough. He's left one or two bad goals in, but he's looked really dodgy, which is something that he, he never really done. And to be honest with you, the reason he looks so dodgy is because the ball keeps going to his feet, and he doesn't have to fucking play football. Do you know what I mean? His goalkeeper like so. Let's let's use his hands. Let's let's get the most out of him and use his hands rather than passing it back to him and letting him try to pick passes. Uh, scuffs it out to a to a, a number ten, and they go and attack and score like so. And a lot of individual mistakes for goals, like the likes of Jorginho has cost a couple of goals as well, like bad passes. I, I know if this was United or Liverpool, you might turn around and say, "Then, well, then is that not the manager's fault? Is that not coaching?" Like what, individual what's, what's... errors, individual errors. I don't think so much. Um, no. Like tactically, I don't think it's been an issue. Like because look, we're sitting in second second spot. 
Um, yeah. we we've still we're still doing pretty well. Uh, everyone keeps saying Chelsea. I think Lala was saying uh, to me the other day, Chelsea in turmoil after the Lukaku thing came out. I was like, oh yeah, second in the league and still in four competitions. Yeah, we're fucked. So like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of when you look at it in hindsight, it's it's not the club isn't in turmoil. Fair enough, what happened with Lukaku was was shit. But um, like I'm happy with how we're doing. I don't think and but like, credit oh, to oh, oh. there about how we handled the Lukaku thing. By the way, because I thought he well, you like a fucking. He did handle it very well. He did. He did yeah. handle it. The club handled it very well. But I mean, yeah. in terms of you talking about being title challengers at the start of the season and the drop off in the last nine games, yeah, that has to worry you because there has to be an upturn in form. And I'm the not league. even talking about winning the league, but even the teams in toward fourth aren't that far behind us. The league is over as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Man City yeah. are know, too yeah. good. Yeah. Man City yeah. are too good of a team to to catch um, that type of gap. The the massive thing for City is they don't really lose anybody in um, the African yeah. Cup of Nations. They've Mares gone, and that's it. Uh, Chelsea have only really Mendy, and they have one of the most expensive keepers ever to play the game sitting on the bench, which isn't a bad replacement. But um, I think Liverpool and and are going to be the big sufferers with losing Salah yeah. and Mane. Like that, like Klopp obviously knew this was coming, um, and he said he's prepared for it and he's ready for it. But how can you, how can you prepare for losing two of the best no. players in the world? Like it's just, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just don't think it's, it's going to, it's going to work out well for them in terms of Chelsea. I do think Chelsea will stay there the whole season. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're going to dip too much more now. I think this is probably going to be like you never know. This Lukaku thing could spur everybody else on. Like, um. Like you've seen the pace that we played against Liverpool. If we play against half the teams that with seventy five percent of that pace will be the hundred percent. We have the talent there to do it. Chelsea do have an unbelievable squad depth as well. So although I'm talking about all these injuries, if you actually look at our starting eleven, it's actually it's actually fucking very good. Like, but yeah. there is a lot of injuries there in Torrey. Five draws in the last nine games. But yeah. I suppose as you said, it did look like you were gaining a bit of form again against Liverpool that was, that was a great second half from you yeah. um, and with Lukaku added to that an on-form Lukaku um, yeah he yeah, yeah, should be good and I suppose moving on to Lukaku now we just seen it coming out with Chelsea here now he apologised um, but what yeah. did you think of the initial interview where he comes out and I, I just watched it before we came on here he, he says that he was wrong in the way he left into without talking to the fans um, he yeah. would like to speak to go back and play one day but not at the end of his career, a bit before yeah. that. Now, he signed a five-year contract with Chelsea. He's what age now? 28. He's 28. 28. That so, so that means 30, 33. 33. Can we, can we see Lukaku playing be at, like in his prime still at 33? I don't think so for the size of him. I really don't. Um, what I do just, you think? I think like, right, let, let's, let's call a spade a spade, right? The fucking interview... Couldn't have been a worse time. So he was after he's after being out in COVID, uh, being injured, struggling to get a game. Obviously, obviously he felt so. He came back and he said to the coach, "Right, obviously I'm good to go. Like, let's go, put me in." Tuchel didn't go. Okay, right, hold on, let's just drop everyone and put fucking uh, Tuchel in. Tuchel or put uh, Lukaku in. Tuchel has a format and a, and a system that he wants to play, and he's not going to just suit one player. Um. So do you know team, that interview was taken three weeks before it was aired? Three weeks, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying in terms of time. And so, so he came back into the team. He scored two goals in two games, and then it got released. So he made the he done the interview, got back into the team, scored two goals, and then the interview comes out, and then all of a sudden he's he's a fucking shit show for himself. Yeah, I just think it was an awful an awful decision to to even have that interview. He shouldn't have even mentioned Chelsea in it. If it was a message to the Inter fans, he shouldn't have even mentioned Chelsea about coming yeah. back. Like, why are Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, Bayern Munich, where are these teams even being mentioned in this interview? I can yeah. understand he was frustrated, wants to play every game. Look, you have to love his his kind of enthusiasm to be on the pitch. But when you when you have when you're that such high of a profile player. You can't do interviews like that and not expect something to come from it. I just think it's 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 just way too much. Like fucking unbelievable what you what you done. And now, he came out with his apology today. Um, I'm just going to share my screen. Do you know what that apology was to me? That Look was at this. Like... This is this is Romelu Lukaku's official Facebook page as of today. After his apology, still saying yeah. Inter Milan. Yeah. 
Now That's... I looked at that um, the other day, and that was that had disappeared. So intro. I don't know. This, this is live yeah. now. Live. So I don't. How much? When was the last time he actually posted on that? Um, thirty of December. So we go. But he he it's not him. He you don't he has a media team. Yeah, exactly. So like I don't I don't think so much that that that's him. I don't I don't I'll, I'll allow him on that. Like, right. So well, enough, he should but... be sacking his media team then because that does not look good. Yeah, it doesn't look good for the um, it doesn't look good for for him really. To be honest with you, yeah. um, I do think though I do think he's he's probably like the the, the interview the apology interview is embarrassing. Um. It's almost like right. We're gonna, we've, we've rehearsed this, right? So, like, it starts off with the interview saying, "Oh, during the week, you you said some of these things. Uh, like, what, what, why, why did you say that?" And all, he's just like, "Oh, well, look, it was more just an, it was just an interview to say goodbye to the Inter Milan fans, blah blah blah." Like, it, it was. It seems so scripted. Um, and you know what it's like? It's like, it's like when you throw something at your little brother and you, your ma gives out to you, and you have to go and you have to sit you down in front of it right now. Fucking apologize to him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry for sorry. <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? It did like fucking yeah. emotionless. Do you know what I mean? That was that was what I got from that that apology. Absolute zero emotion, zero passion, and and again, you can see his fucking stinking attitude where he's just like, yeah, well, like obviously I want to do the best for the team, and I, and and I think like I, I'll be brilliant, and it was just all about him. I think like, he's done I mean? now for the Chelsea fans, isn't he? Even if he comes uh, out no, and scores no, twenty no, goals no. for the season, I think like but I mean in terms of. You know, being a player you love, playing for your club. Like, if he got sold now in January or next summer, would you miss him? Really? No. After well, doing that? No. Right, so you have to kind of weigh in at the moment where the Chelsea fans are at with him. Yes, he's he, like, so everyone was calling for an apology. So he obviously had the, the meeting, uh, what did I say, Tuesday? He had the meeting Monday with Tuchel, apologised to Tuchel and the lads in the dressing rooms that came out. Uh, then all of a sudden he gets... Uh, a, like a, a public apology out today. Um, that was what the, the the fans were calling for. A lot of them won't won't be forgiven. Like, and they won't unless they see absolute work rate. Chelsea have a habit of really sticking by struggling players. Um, once they're putting in the work, so you've, we've seen it loads of times with Chelsea. Fernando Torres being one. Uh, Matoya Kesman. Uh, Kesman, whatever, I can't remember his first name. Kesman was another one. Uh, Varane was actually a struggling player that Chelsea fans really, really took to. Um, who else? There's yeah, well, strikers. No, no, and I understand about all those players, but those players didn't disrespect the club. Didn't I know, but this is where he has. Yeah, but this is where he has to work. So, if them, if them players, Maratta was one that Chelsea. This is a good example. Maratta is one that turned on the Chelsea, Chelsea fans and Chelsea team. So he said, I want to leave. And that was it. That was him done. Chelsea fans, bang, gone. No support for him. Fuck him. See you later. Same with Thibaut Courtois. As soon as he came out and said, I want to leave Chelsea, done. Because you could see he had a stinking attitude. So now it's it's kind of Maratta, but it's in the reverse where he's nearly said, like, right, we can take it out of context. I don't really know if, like, I don't think he really wants to leave Chelsea. I think no, he's probably no. just... I think he's probably just said something just to kind of keep, um, just to be, I think it's more, he just said it because he think he was probably doing something good for the Inter Milan fans saying, I'll definitely come back and play. That's like me telling me, mate, oh yeah, I'll fucking, I'll 100% meet you in the pub yeah, that but day. It's not, yeah, but hold on, that's not like you telling your mate because he's getting paid hundreds of thousands of euros a week. They just spent over 100 million on him in the summer. He has to have, look, even this Facebook thing now, he, he has the most stupid media team around him or he yeah. doesn't just get, being a decent player like he's that was nearly like he was throwing a tantrum because he wasn't getting playing the, like i'm a hundred million player they should be building a team around me yeah and Tuchel's probably like what the fuck are you going on about here and he apologizes after he was dropped for the liverpool game which was a massive move by the manager and i have to yeah. say fair like that's a big balls to do yeah. because if he's had a loss yeah that would have been on the manager then big time and you don't need players putting that sort of pressure on the manager like well, a, I, I don't know. If we had a loss, I think people would have looked more at Lukaku. So I think that's why I think Lukaku really shot himself in the foot. Where if Lukaku had played and we had a loss, then people would have started looking at the manager. But if we if he was dropped, like I think he was right to do completely. And do you know what I love? Didn't just drop him. Took him out a whole squad. Love that. Love mm. that he didn't. Yeah, put exactly. Him on the bench. Yeah, that, that was a so message. Yeah, that was that was total. Basically saying we can do it without you. Like 
imagine having the fucking nerve, the, the absolute nerve of coming into a team that's literally just after winning the Champions League and saying, I'm not happy with the manager's tactics because it doesn't yeah. suit me. Imagine being that guy and that fucking narrow-minded to think that you're the only person that fucking that should be like center yeah. of attention here after a team has just won the league, like or the Champions yeah. League. It's just it's delusional. I think he's got ideas above his stations, all right. But look, here, listen, we've been twenty minutes now talking about Chelsea. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll just start moving Makes on. Change. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the new year. Don't worry, we won't be nice. have it with everybody. It's good. Like, it does. Like <laughs> no, no, you feel every weekend to talk about United yeah. so much. <laughs> Jeez, we can never shut you up about bleeding Chelsea, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I suppose to get my fix for this week, did you watch the United Wolves game last night? <laughs> did I watch it? Oh, I loved it. Every single bit of it. Um, Paddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over as host now for five seconds, and I'm gonna say, how did you feel after watching this game? Like now, look. When the Tuchel thing came out, you go, you got straight onto the fucking WhatsApp group, and you're saying Chelsea joke of a club, Lukaku fucking blah blah blah. And I put one question out. I put the question out once. I was surprised you were happy with the draw with a poor Liverpool side, half the team injured. And you as Champions League winners. That's why I was just surprised no, that you no, were happy with no, the draw. No. In Stamford Bridge. In Stamford Bridge. I so just, I just... gave you the option. I said, Paddy, I said, shit's going on at Chelsea. Do you want to host it this week? I said, this is the only offer. I don't think I even fucking finished sending the message. Yes. <laughs> In a word, yes, is what I got back. Like, literally them words. In a word, yes. So I was like, okay, right, okay. So then I was like, imagine, just imagine United didn't be Wolves. How funny would that be? And here we I are, Paddy. No, 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 hold on. I think after in a word, yes. And then my next message was, I really hope United win because yeah. if they don't, be fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so here we are. Uh, United haven't won again. Paddy, I, I said it. I said it when he, got t- when he took over. Uh, I think I said it last week. I genuinely don't think that Rangnick is the right man for the job. Uh, I, I, you can probably see me as fishing here, but I'm not. I genuinely think that's that's um, that's you, true. Yeah, you, you can't be fishing with a statement like that because, like, it's it's too early to make a judgment. But he's only an interim boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, the, so, the so bigger... how do you, how how do you, right? So sorry, we've right. talked about Rangnick coming in and and obviously Ali getting fucked out, and Ali having no identity, right? So you have one of one of the the best managers ever, according to United fans, coming in. And have no, 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 that's that. I I've never heard said it. that. I've heard well, okay, it. Not some you, United not fans you. that you've heard. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, don't be putting yeah. me into that boat, please. Don't <laughs> be into that boat. So, like, we have we have someone who revolutionized German football, is apparently another thing that they've said. Like, he everyone was supposed to come this. in, everyone said it. Like, so yeah. he was supposed to come in with one of the most unique identities and one of the most kind of committed identities where. He he played attacking football. He played high pressing football, and I haven't seen it. And I, and I know you could say, right, look, we don't have the players to do it. You have a lot of players there that could definitely do it a lot more than he's doing it. Now I don't know whether he's afraid to do it because he's so weak at the back and he's afraid to do it. But have you seen what you were expecting to see from this man taking over? No, but I don't think a lot of it falls on him. I think. Like previous managers to him, the core group of those players just aren't willing to work hard enough. Um, right, he hasn't got the wing backs he needs to play the four-two-two-two formation. Um, I think he need Wambasaka just won't do the job. Um, Shaw could. Uh, you, you see, he's good going forward, but Wambasaka definitely won't do it. Um, yeah. we we don't have the midfield. We we haven't when Ole was there, and it still hasn't been fixed. And um, I think if we could have got Declan Rice last summer, it would have been in some way, and um, helped us. But we're just so porous and going through the midfield. I, I I don't see how the manager will be able to do anything until we sign somebody for there. And th- this whole thing of like he's not going to buy eleven new players to play the system he wants to play. Shaw came out after the game last night and it was it was shocking listening to the interview. Like he'd played the whole game and he was saying, if you don't if, if you can't play in front of 75,000 fans and give it your all for the first two or three minutes and put your stamp on the game, there's something yeah. wrong. 
and you're kind of sitting there going like what is it like are they all just now like do they have post-traumatic stress or something or something like that where they just i i, I don't know what it is with the, there's no explanation as to as to i don't think you see conte even going in there at tottenham i think if conte even had to come in with this united squad and um, maybe a little bit better results but there's still something uh, fundamentally wrong at the core of that team that needs to be fixed i just i genuinely think conte would come in and like He's a different animal. Like I, I, I honestly, I just mean that in terms of passion. I would and agree. Like, I would agree. But we had uh, Van Gaal, we had Mourinho, we had Ole. We've tried it a lot. We've tried the best managers in the world. We've tried like un- unknown managers, and it all keeps ending the same way. It all keeps ending the same way. And so that's what I'm saying. I did think about this. Like, oh, could we have got Conte, and what would he have done? But it's it's still the same players. It's still the you same. You think about it, right? So you've had what, say, four or five different managers since since Fergie's left. Mm. Like, there's been there's been a couple of different teams there. It hasn't always been the same core players. Now there is one or two kind of stragglers there. Phil Jones being one of them. I think Phil Jones is your longest serving player. But Mourinho with this team would definitely be getting better results. I, I genuinely think. Like he finished second with probably a worse team, um, and that was. I think he came out and said, "Now it was probably a bit of tongue in cheek where he was like." That for Greatest me is probably one of my biggest success. Blah, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I, I genuinely think Mourinho would. Yeah, do but look, Solskjaer finished second with this team. Yeah, and then that that that's why we questioned the the whole Ronaldo signing. Has has that actually been a burden on that team? But this like, goes did, back like, to me then saying about the manager. I don't yeah. think Conte could do it. Ronaldo, the Ronaldo signing, we'll never know. It very well, could have it could have upset everything in the whole club. You know, all the other players now are looking at this. I'm not look. I'm going to say past it, Ronaldo, because at the end of the day, yeah, he will get the goals, but he doesn't do anything for the team, essentially. Yeah. Like, he really doesn't, yeah. like, in terms of, you know, the the work that you need done. Like, you've got him and Cavani up, up top, and I think Cavani's... The, the things Cavani does well, he can't do well with Ronaldo there because any space he'd be running into, Ronaldo's in the same space as well. Mm-hmm. So you see all the balls being crossed towards Ronaldo or Ronaldo's going for the ball, and Cavani's just kind of, you know, floating about. Whereas yeah, you need for scraps, yeah, yeah. I, I think you need maybe a Cavani and somebody else up there. Um, but but look, you know, it's it's deeper than that. Again, you need two two world class midfield players yeah. at a minimum in there, absolutely. And I think that would fix a lot of the problems because you'd link the defense to the attack. You'd link you'd you'd keep you'd protect the defenders better than we do now. You wouldn't lose the ball half as much because last night I've never seen a game where any team has lost the ball more times than United with simple passes. These weren't yeah. difficult passes. It was yeah. like I, I could not believe it. Like I really couldn't. It was shocking. Um, I'm watching every game with my son, and I'm like, oh, please don't stop supporting United. Going to yeah. see yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep, not... keep them interested. <laughs> oh, I'm waving them on all I am. You know, why do you, you support Manchester United when they're so shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just keep on showing him reruns of the Ferguson area. Oh no, this is the United <laughs> now, I swear. Look yeah, at the treble. Is. Look that used to be us. Well, can I can I just say, right? So see the way you're saying there, just like about having world class midfielders and stuff like that, and then obviously having issues at the back. Like this system that he plays, the four two two two, whatever the fuck it is. Like I'm questioning that as well. Like and. If he's if he's got right, fair enough. Look, look, he has an identity. That's that's probably what he's playing. Like, why not go four one, three two? Like, no, look, and I'm look, saying, look. have your four have your four defenders really high, like pressed up halfway line. Have your defensive midfielder nearly on that eight roll, and then your your front three, and then your two or whatever it is. I'm probably fucking counting them wrong there. I can't remember, but um, like press it up. What am I trying to? Uh, press it up the whole pitch and just play in the other half. Like they're yeah. they're dropping very deep, and what's happening is then you have your your, your McTominay or else Fred, whoever it is, coming in deep as well. And they're, they're, they're like, although there is like four people maybe up at the attack, you nearly have to have more. If you watch Manchester City, like some of their centre centre backs run in and 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 add into the fucking defence, like it's mental. It is like look, you like, know, I think this. he's caught in between it. Like every United supporter now can see this, and even the manager sees it. Like he changed that half time because he's seen yeah. it wasn't working. And his post match interview even stated now we have a week now between before our next game. Yeah. So 
I'll have time to work on a new tactic, new formation, because he knows it's not working to four two 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 two. So he has yeah. to he has to fix it somehow. Um, Shane just sending a message there. Where do I think United would be without the hate and goal? Um, yeah, he's probably won a, won us about he's probably won us eight to ten points this season. So yeah, we're, wherever we would be without eight or ten points. Um, Okay, so are you finished grilling me about United? No, no, I just um I just want to no, I guess no. No, but I do yeah. I do think the tactical thing is a massive issue. Um like like you're saying there, if the, if he does come out and change the tactics, I think it's well needed. And I, I would actually respect the manager a lot for that. Because when a manager and look, going back to Chelsea, Tuchel done it against Liverpool, saw that one he was after switching uh formation, wasn't working, and he loved that he switched it back, love that. Yeah. So it shows that he has a bit of kind of, I suppose, honor. Is that what you'd say? Well, if he is this it? tactical like, genius, if he's seen one tactic is not working, like the one thing with Ole was yeah. that he didn't have the knowledge as a manager exactly. to change, have a plan That's B. What I want no to see. Plan B. That's what I want yeah. to see from Rangnick. I want to see yeah. that ability to adapt because it's not working. I want to see a plan exactly. B. I want to see a plan yeah. C. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see that. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If it's this tactical genius, you, you, yeah. we, we should be seeing it really, you know, exactly. Yeah. Um, Right, Kali, so that's a half an hour of 20 minutes Chelsea, 10 minutes United. We've both got our fix for this week, so I think we'll move into the question section. Okay, um, we, 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 we've been lucky this week. We've a good few questions in. Um, I'll take the first one, I think, if you want to yep. go round robin with this, yeah? Yeah, cool, yeah. So I'll take the first one here. So the first one is from... Shavakavo. Uh, Shavakavo. It's Shane. Shane Cabinet. In the he's in the comment section there. All right. So okay. So we'll put your real name. Oh in. no, it's put the wrong one. There. Sorry, that's not Shane's question. Okay. So Sorry, for this one, then it's which team has the worst fan base in terms of being toxic or disrespectful? Sorry, that's not Shane's question. Let me just get who that actually is because it would be very disrespectful of me not to uh, give the right person to ask that. Um. Let me change it here real quick. Give me the real Jordan Murphy. I think I actually wrote it. In. Jordan Murphy. Sorry, I already have it there. Paddy, look, I already have it. Sorry. All right. Okay, um, okay. I put in the wrong question there for Shane. Okay. Thanks, Jordan, for the question. Um. Okay. So, Collie, we put that to you first. Which team has the worst? Um. It's it's a hard question to answer because you can look at it a few different ways. Um, Let's look in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Rather than going um, country, country. Let's look the UK. Right. Um. Which fan has the worst fan base? It's fucking. It's a very hard question to answer. Like, that has to be the one. Like, that so in ter- in terms of toxic and in terms of disrespect, like, there's been a lot of stuff with like racism with certain crowds. Chelsea being one. I'll hold my hand up. That's that's a massive thing. Um, Chelsea have always been a, a, a team that their fans have been involved with racist abuse. And I think I, I genuinely think it's a London thing. I don't think yeah, it's a Chelsea yeah, thing. Um, so most of them London clubs are probably well, Millwall. Is it Millwall? Millwall, yeah, Millwall, and then yeah. West Ham. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they, they would probably be the most kind of toxic, if that's what you want to call it. I don't think. I think there's. I think every fan base is good, and every mm. fan base has a bad egg, and and yeah. maybe a, like a small minority. You even see it over here in the in the League of Ireland again. 99% of fans are brilliant and then you get the odd one one or two percent that ruin it for everyone um yeah, yeah, yeah. so i don't think i'm not i wouldn't say the worst fan base but in terms of toxic we've heard the most from london clubs millwall west ham chelsea even arsenal i suppose um so that that's what i would i would go london london based teams more than an individual team there yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. What do you think? Um, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I was supposed to say Millwall. Obviously, you've got the, the those films yeah. that come out, the football factory and the whole lot. Like, and I'm more looking at the football hooliganism side of hooliganism, things, you know, yeah. The, yeah. the fights beforehand and the whole shebang. Um, like, I suppose if you're looking around the world, I don't think the, Ita- the Italian ultras, you know, then you've got the Polish ultras as well. Like, a lot of the yeah. um, Central European countries have a lot of, you know, Turkey, I always remember United going to, Galatasaray, welcome to hell. Um, yeah. although I think that's a good it's more of an intimidation tactic against yeah. rival teams. So that probably helps your club. Um, but I suppose the whole racism and actually I see what was it in France? We've seen it a lot lately with um Napoli. No, sorry, not Napoli. Who am I talking about? Um 
I can't remember now, but there was Trump and Nanas and everything onto the pitch. So I don't think I don't think England is too bad when you look at Marseille, when you look at around Europe. Marseille, that was it. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of games were sent were called off recently yeah. because they were See fighting that, yeah. the fans. Um, was it, but, was, yeah, it was, uh, was it Dimitri Payet or something? Yes, that yes that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So you can read uh, my mind. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. You can get that a lot around Europe, like like in some of them. And like I said, it's again, it's that small minority, the one percent, two percent that are ruining it for everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and some of the games, like if you know, you go to a Celtic Rangers game, you're going to see it because there's such hatred there. You know, I remember when I was younger, going to Lansdowne Road with my dad, to, and we went to an Ireland England game. Yeah. And it had to be called off. There was awful trouble. Like so, you'll you'll get all, all matches. Mm. Um, but as yeah. you said, you can't tarnish a whole club or base of supporters on a few bad eggs. No, but, um, you can only go on news stories. Really, okay. what have we got next? Yep. Right, uh, next one in from Thomas Elliott. Going back to United, I suppose. Uh, when will we hear United fans say Rangnick out? Is it Paddy? Do you reckon this because this interim manager? Do you reckon that gives him a little bit more leeway, or do you reckon that? Well, hold on a second. Fucking three weeks down the line, we were, we're after losing two or three games here. Let's let's make the change now before we fall too deep. No, they won't. They won't change that now this season. No matter what happens, yeah. they won't change that now. The only thing which I wanted to bring up actually in the early conversation, and I forgot, was that with Ragnick being it's it's, it's an unusual one with him being the six month interim manager, but then he signed the contract for two years in a consultancy basis, which. On, on paper, in, t- in terms of footballing knowledge, it seems like a good idea. You know, you have someone at the top with a lot of footballing knowledge. Yeah. But if he's going to want the next manager coming in to play in his, so, how would you say, his image? Yeah. A manager's not gonna, really going to want to do that. No. Um, That's a manager do, being told to come in and do what you're told. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do Even if United went on now and won, finished top four, won the FA Cup, had a bit of a run in the Champions League I still wouldn't want them as the full-time manager and I'll tell you why because again it would be someone we got in quick and yeah. then oh they're doing well so it'll be just all a soul share another all again. yeah yeah, another yeah rally. I, I want I want a good plan in place I want them to study this find out the best manager for United with the players given in do a, a thorough interview process where they're bringing the managers in what's your five-year plan for the club and whoever has the best ideas get them in in the yeah. summer this is a write-off this season, which I'm fucking excuse the language. I'm devastated to say yeah. again with United, but um, I, I can't see any fans saying Ragnarok. No, definitely. Yeah, not. I don't think I don't agree with no. you there. Right, do you want to move on to the next? One? Okay, so we have one from the, the Did You Hear Show. Um, again, check these guys out. Uh, another Irish podcast talking everything but football. Uh, maybe a little bit here and there. Yeah, they cover on, actually. But... They, they cover a little bit of football. I heard them talking about football there this week about Robbie Kane and stuff like that. I told my put them in touch. yeah so good good. check them out a really good podcast but their question was whose football knowledge do you all collectively rate as the best is this as a pun that are they talking about or i think yeah so i think they're referring to us as a kind of punditry because if they were talking about this podcast they know it's me Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, punditry wise it's a good question like i think i think when you look at um Recent, recent with what we've been watching, like Gary Neville speaks very well, but he went to fucking Valencia and failed as a manager. Mm. So you're kind of you're caught there where, like, if you say Gary Neville, you're like, yeah, he speaks very well, but can you put it into practice? So I don't know. Maybe you could look at the likes of Henri who comes in and and he gives very kind of good opinions on things. And he done it at New York and he, he done well enough as far as in New York. Then left, um, made a bullshit excuse up, and then left the club. I think, um, it's a tough one. I don't know. Like it's. I think for me now, I remember last season when Mourinho was out of a job, and he worked in Sky Sports for a while. Yeah. And everyone was just sitting around going, you know, "Wow!" Yeah. Everything he said, yeah. everything he said, like he just knows the game so. And for me, I, if we're talking about pundits, Jose Mourinho was the best pundit I've ever seen in terms of football knowledge. Yeah. Entertainment wise, has to be Roy Kane. And Richards, but, the two of them as they're a combo, they <laughs> come together, they're a package. But I've even seen Roy Keane on ITV doing the international stuff for England and all, yeah. and he's, yeah. he's just gold, he's just absolute gold. I have to say, it's, it's the looks, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> he's oh, so dry, like people are like, Is he serious? Like, and he's like, <laughs> so 
he's not serious, but he just keeps it up. Like, yeah. yeah, he's very good. He's he's good. But yeah, Jose Mourinho for me. And for you, go on. Like, you uh, yeah, it. no, look, I have to agree. Look, obviously you're talking about one of the best managers in the world there coming on and just kind of doing it while he's out of a job. We would class him more of as a, as a manager than a pundit. Um, so if yeah. we're talking about regular kind of pundits, yeah, I don't know. Like, are, are they even fucking that knowledgeable? Like, you can see Gary Neville was supposed to be one of the best ones and went into a manager job and didn't do it. So, um, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick. Um, who do you like listening to most? I like Roy Kane. Roy Kane, one hundred percent. Roy Kane is, yeah. and because I, I think yeah. you know what, he's old school. He, he's very kind of old school, and I like that. I, I'd be very similar. I'd be like, right. Just go and fucking do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Stop making excuses. Go and get the job done. Run your bollocks off. Put your hands up after 60 minutes to say, right, off you come. I've, to, I've put my shift in. I've left it all out there. If I can only do 60 minutes of that, fair enough. Um, Yeah, Roy Kane. Roy Kane for me is... is let's let's the broaden the question a little bit. Like, right. so th- th- don't deeply think about it. Just think about maybe the some snippets you've heard of, of everything you've ever seen on television, managers, former players, who have you listened to and thought, well, they they know the game inside and out, and you respect them so much for it. Mourinho, Mourinho, one hundred percent. Mourinho is definitely who I've listened to, and even seeing him on that um, documentary, you know, the Spurs one, uh, All or Nothing. Yeah, yeah seeing yeah. the way he operates and just seeing the way he does certain things, I'm just, I just look at him and I just go, fucking hell! It's just, it's just all mind games. It's all, it's all mental. Like a lot of, like ninety percent of what he's doing is all mental. There, it's like. It's given the like, and I, I hear John Terry and uh, Lampard and all them talk about how good he was, and I think they used to say he he came in. I think Lampard said it. He came in and basically said to me, "You're the best midfielder in the world." And yeah. and Lampard believed it. Like he was like, mm. he's like, I have to believe this. Like he's yeah. like, if you believe this, this is what's gonna happen. Like and and just that was brilliant. Like I just thought it's it's Mourinho. Um, if I'm thinking about anyone else, I think I think Pep obviously is is knowledge of the game is unbelievable mm. tactically just fucking brilliant um yeah. but in terms of what i've seen a lot of i ha- i would have yeah. to say like Mourinho is very very kind of good yeah yeah i and you know it kills me to say i suppose i've watched a lot of obviously manchester united documentaries so i'd have to say alex ferguson but not from a tactical point of view from yeah, a yeah. player motivational type point of view yeah yeah but Mourinho, i think i had both he may have lost it a little bit with the the, yeah. the player point of view type and type of thing he still yeah. has it tactically you, you can't lose that yeah um but yeah, yeah, that's a good, good question though. Thanks very much. Did you hear? He, has, he does have a tendency of losing the dressing room. That's the only thing I'd say about Mourinho. Like, yeah. But but look, that's just probably because he demands a lot. Actually, more actually, another. Sorry, United again. But we talk about managers. Um, I think Ferguson would be winning the league with this group of players. Yeah, hundred percent. That that this group of players is better than the team he had when he won the team with two thousand fourteen centre mid. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. All right, what's next? Right, jump on to the next one. Uh, this is from Elliot Pearson. Which Premier League manager would you least like at your club? I, I 100% know this answer already. I am 100% sure on this. Stephen Gerrard. Really? Stephen Gerrard. Gerrard. Fuck off. Don't come near Chelsea. <laughs> fuck off. Genuinely go and fuck yourself. It's just a um, Let me think. Jesus, you see, I, I wouldn't say him because I simply wouldn't even put him in like, <laughs> a, a as a manager <laughs> yeah. as a top job. Like you know, what yeah. I mean, he's only like a baby in management. You know what I mean? I yeah. wouldn't, even, I, I wouldn't have even thought of him. Um, looking at the top four, like you'd want, you'd want. I, I wouldn't mind Klopp. I wouldn't mind Tuchel. Um, I wouldn't mind Conte. Uh, Arteta. This is who would you least no. like? Yeah, all right, at least like, yeah, it'd have to be Gerard as well, really. I suppose. Looking at me, I was really trying like, to, you know, mix it up a bit, think of somebody else and all. But yeah, I, I mean, you could go down to like the fucking the lowest before the worst performing team and just say, yeah, like I don't want their manager yeah. obviously doing shit, but like I oh, just fucking don't want Stephen Gerrard at my no. club, and that's just no. the end of it. Like, uh, oh, we've we've got him in the next two games, and I just hope he doesn't win. I really do. And he'll be he'd be loving it. He'd be lo- like Kevin King. Yeah. He'd say he'd love it if we beat them. Um, I'd say he'd rip open a short and there'd be a Liverpool jersey on him. <laughs> Just a quick one, Paddy. The the next question. This is from Shane Cavanagh. Best starting eleven from the Premier League this season. So I sent this to you earlier on today. Um, and obviously we we wanted to kind of put a bit more thought into this. Um, so we're not going to answer this one this week. We are going to actually. 
be revealing our best 11 for next week's podcast. Um, so we're going to do this as a little kind of segment, I suppose. Um, and whoever's on next week, whether if Connor or Water are back on, we'll, we'll, we'll throw it out to them as well. Maybe um, we do um, it live and we pick an 11 between us. Yeah, could do. Yeah, yeah. Thought, you know, we thought it cause a bit of a controversy if we're not agreeing on a certain position. Yeah. Like yeah we pick we a formation and then yeah. all the way. So what we could well. do is we could do our own teams out and then like kind of fight for, for positions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so Shane, we will be uh, looking at that one next week um, as an actual whole segment rather than just, just, just off the bat answering it, even though it's the Chelsea 11. But anyway. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, Shane. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So that's that's all the questions, Collie, isn't it? That's everything, yeah. All right, great. I just I wanted to talk a bit about, I suppose it's it's comp, cup competition time now. We've got the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup. How do you feel about the English Cup competitions? Do people still care about them? I mean, outside the or inside the top four, the top six, no. or are they a burden on the top teams? Yeah, the Carabao Cup is a lot of bollocks. That's that's what I'm going to say. I can see the purpose of them, where for a non-league team or a national league team. To get the big draw against Manchester United, Manchester City, it, it generates money for the club. So I can see that. And it's again, this comes down to money, not player welfare, player welfare or, or worrying about how like the fucking the muscles are on the players' bodies. This is a money thing. And look, I think I think you know what I think? I think the Carabao Cup should be shut off. Premier League teams shouldn't be in it. And it should actually just be championship and down. Um and the FA Cup be everybody else. Um because I just don't think I just don't feel there's a need for two no. domestic cups. Um, FA Cup, fair enough, has history you know. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I just you know. I don't see I don't see the purpose of having two domestic cups. Nobody else has two domestic cups. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 only England. Um, I don't think it'll happen, though, do you? I can't see them scrapping it. No, I can't see it. Like it's probably a multi-million uh, deal with Carabao. Like they've probably yeah. got a three-year fucking sponsorship with it or something. Um, so I can't see it just being fucking chopped and saying, oh, no, the players are tired. Don't think that's going to happen. And it's the same yeah. thing with, you know, the, the winter break as well. For whatever reason, even though for football, it probably would be better. You'd probably get a better, better second half of the season. There wasn't, wouldn't be as many injuries, especially with COVID and all going on. It exactly, makes complete yeah. sense. But I think the big, only for the bigger clubs, because I suppose they're involved in Europe and stuff. But it seems to be even when they, they voted for the five substitutes lately, um, yeah. it was voted down. Because I suppose the bigger teams would have an advantage, but would they, yeah. given that they have more games? I just, I just don't understand it. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of um, balances out nearly there, doesn't it? Like, um, yeah, because they have because they can they they can make more subs, but they still have more games. So you're probably using the same amount of kind of minutes for each player, whereas yes. like say the likes of a fucking Aston Villa who aren't in Europe, um, who are probably out of the cup early. Uh, get a little bit more of an advantage. Well, do they get an advantage? They don't have the quality to bring on in five subs, but they do have fresher legs. Um, so how yeah. much can fresh legs get you through over quality? It's hard to, to, to balance that out. Like, um, I suppose looking at the two semi-finals over the next couple of days, you've got two two good games. You've got Chelsea-Tottenham, um, yeah. which would be a good game, and you've got Liverpool and Arsenal, but I've just seen tonight on Sky Sports News that... Klopp is looking, or Liverpool, not Klopp, I suppose, Liverpool looked to get the game called off because of COVID. Um, I think there's strict rules about that in terms of the, they, need to, they need to be able to, if they can't field 14 or 14 outfield players, they have to play it. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but who can you see in the final? Um, I'd like to say Chelsea. Um, I think uh, I think Lukaku is probably going to come back into the team tomorrow, being honest. Um, don't know whether he'll start him or not. I've seen Timo Werner is back training so that's another boost although look look everybody will say oh no we're not fucking shit it's a boost to have him back i don't care what oh, anyone says um yeah, oh, yeah he's like, the best form when he was playing yeah I'd, I'd like to say chelsea are going to be um spores but conte again has unbeaten since he it, came in unbeaten since he came in has tottenham now the highest working team in the mm -hmm. premier league um, from being the lowest working team yeah so like massive turnaround and, and that's yeah. why I was saying about him going to United. I, I, that would have been the change instantly. I know. And I, I know you can say like, oh no, like these players aren't doing it. Fucking the manager tells you to do what you fucking do it. Like, um, yeah. I'd I'd love to see Chelsea in it, and I'd love to see 
Um, let's see Chelsea Liverpool final because that game was unbelievable. Uh, Chelsea Arsenal, this history there, be interesting to see that one. Of course, maybe the underdog final, Spurs and Arsenal, bit boring though, isn't it? What do you think of Arsenal and their their upturn in form? Like I, I said at the start of the season, I expected them to. Like, I'm going to keep this in every podcast. I say this. Yeah, now, every podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> but because they, you, but they you do had said it. Well now. Yeah, you, you said at the you said at the start yeah. that yeah. Arsenal were going to have a great season. Blah blah blah. I think they had like a run of the first three games was like City, Chelsea, and someone else, and yeah. they started off shit, and we were all saying, "Oh, not, not looking great now, is it?" And then all of a sudden, Arsenal just fucking took off, went on a run of outrageous amount of wins. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Arsenal are very impressive lately. I, again, I respect what Arteta's after doing with Aubameyang, just getting fucking rid of him, getting him out of the team. Uh, they're now looking Captain to offload well. him. That was a big yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so now they're looking to offload him. I think I've seen something about Roma, maybe, uh, possibly coming in there. Not too sure about that one, though. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like what they're doing. Again... We questioned Arteta at the start of the season when you had them few games. We're like, oh, is he up to it? This man has worked under Pep Guardiola for a few years. He knows what he's doing. He didn't learn nothing from Pep. Um, and it's the same when you look at the likes of Brendan Rodgers, who worked under um, Mourinho for years. All these managers that work under top managers go on to be good managers. Yeah. So um, it's a common trend. And I think Arteta... Is probably going to be a very good manager. I'd like to see him actually get away from the Arsenal team. Um, I don't. I wouldn't like to see him getting trapped there. I'd actually like to see him going off to Barcelona in the next couple of years and managing at Barcelona or something. I don't think he will be trapped though. I don't know. I don't think they're going to win at him though. With him. I yeah. just don't think Arsenal have unless Arsenal heavily invest, which I don't think they're ever going to do. I yeah. don't see them winning a league or a, or a Champions League even. Yeah. Maybe an yeah. FA Cup. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I suppose it is all about investment, isn't that? And Kroenke yeah. just won't invest. Is the this no. history from not investing there? Yeah. Um, yeah, Sorry, for just, myself. Uh, quick one, Paddy. Sorry, just yeah. quick one before you jump onto it, uh, Shane. Just letting you know, Kali, I'm building some dream team for uh, some dream team here. Hashtag up the up the bell. We were this talking about. Oh, one. sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. This is talking about um, me, Shane, and myself are kind of working in the background, maybe. Um, organizing a charity event for uh, ourselves against um a couple of the blue well coaches and stuff like that so um that's what he's referring to there uh just saying this online Morata had made six transfers since 2014 totaling 270 million if he joins barcelona during those seven years he'll have never scored more than 15 league goals yeah it's just fucking dirt um next one shane again the only possible reason to explain his transfer fees is that he is being used for money laundering <laughs> yeah Seems, seems like the only logical explanation there. Uh, sorry, Paddy, back to you about, about that on there last night. No, yeah, no, I was just going to say for the Carabao Cup thing, um, is it two legs? Yeah. It's two legs, okay. So yeah. It's two legs because Chelsea yeah. are playing Tottenham three times the next two weeks. Right, so I'm going to say, yeah, Chelsea, I think, will go through. Um, but I've got a funny feeling Arsenal would as well. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think... Arsenal of last year, absolutely not. Liverpool would have just walked all over them. But I don't think yeah. Klopp will play a strong team. Salah and Mane are gone. So yeah, and I, I don't think exactly. I was just playing, I don't think he can afford to play a strong team for this yeah. game. And now I know the young players have been getting some results. They got a result against Leicester there uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. But I think Arsenal might be a bit too strong for the young Liverpool squad. If it was a full strength Liverpool squad, I'd say absolutely. But I, I think the the young squad that they'll field, I think Arsenal might get through, and it'll be an Arsenal Chelsea final. Um, yeah, just just my thoughts. I wouldn't put your house on or anything like it. Um, <laughs> before we finish up, Collie, I, I would like to take a little look at the Premier League table. Okay, I'm going to just zoom in here so we can see it a bit better. Okay, look at that so, one from City. So what what we what we at the at the midpoint really, aren't we? Yeah, a little bit past it. A little bit, a little past, bit past the midpoint there. Um, City, look at their form, unbelievable. Yeah. Chelsea, no you have to be happy. Yeah, not with the form, not with the form, but look, you're looking at position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like ten yeah. points is a massive gap against a team like City. Um, if you look at our goals conceded, we're like we, we conceded the second least amount of goals in the in the league, and that's after going on a run, a dip of nine games where we've been poor. So yeah. I think we had only conceded something like, I think it was like one goal from actual open said, play up to those nine eight, matches. You've conceded three, go- thirteen goals. So three yeah. goal, three goals before that. 
So we, we had only conceded something like one from open play in like, I think it was up to like four or five games ago, which yeah. was incredible. Like. Yeah, so yeah. happy defensively attacking. I know we have a lot of goals there, 45 goals, but look at look at City and, and Liverpool, 52 goals, 53 goals. We should definitely be up up around that. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, can you see them keeping the pace with the nope. African Cup of Nations, COVID? No, I'd be very like... surprised with, with Mane and Salah going if they, if they keep up there. Um, I don't think it's going to be as drastic as falling out of the top four. Um, but I, I think they may struggle. Now, I think it's only five games they lose uh, Salah and Mane for, but I don't think it's even five Premier League games. I think it may only yeah. be three. Um, so they're back fairly quick, but how much damage will be done in the meantime? I don't know. Are, when they return, are Mane and Salah going to need an extra week or two off to recover? Yeah. Um, a lot of jet lag, different altitudes and stuff like that, taking out your body. Um. I worry, I worry for Liverpool now over the next kind of three or four weeks. Like you look at Chelsea and Liverpool, you, you need City to lose three games and for you yeah. to win every single game for the rest of the season. It's still, that's not even enough. We, it's four. They need to, yeah, lose three and then start drawing games along yeah. with that. It's just not going to happen, is it? Don't see it. Like, don't like you'll see, see them losing one or two. Yeah, Maybe drawing one or two. But Chelsea and Liverpool will as well. So, Well, next week is a massive game. It's Chelsea and Manchester City. That is a fucking, that's a game changer. So if Chelsea can win that, that's nearly a six pointer there. Like in Stamford so, Bridge, um, it's in the Etihad, I believe. It's in the Etihad. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll tell you now. Actually, it's, I have it on the the graphic here. Um, but yeah, that is going to be that's going to be an absolute game changer. Um, and we'll talk about that in depth next week, I suppose. Yeah, so how do you see yeah, that going? It's in Etihad. Um, I, 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 to be honest, with you, I just see City beating us. Like I just think they're too good at the moment. Um, yeah. us obviously losing Mendy as well doesn't help. So. Uh, I do. I'd say City will City will beat us. But look, we'll talk about it next week. Right. I usually would only go to top four, but I'll go down to seventh because United are there. <laughs> um, <laughs> West West Ham looking, you know, like as much as the up and down now lately, but they're still in and around their top four. You know, considering yeah. the season they had last season, everybody thought, now you know that was their good season, but they'll drop off now. But you know, fair play to them; they're still doing well. Tottenham, Conte coming in, um, very possibly could get top four, although. It, Probably don't. Think I'm gonna, will. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna say Tottenham are gonna get top four. Really? Yeah. Look at look at the goal. They, look at the game in hand. They've they've two games in hand. Uh, win both of them. That's uh, 39 points. That's puts them right up into uh, fourth. Yeah. Four points clear. Yeah, look at that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think they're going to they're going to get top four, and that's why I think again I'll go back and say it. You know, it missed the fucking bow here. Yeah, I think for top four. It will come down to the results between these four teams. Yeah, against each other. Yeah, yeah, I really do. Yeah. Uh, I want to have a quick look at the relegation battle because yeah. uh, I see Newcastle today got Kieran Trippier. Yeah. And um, I'm sure they're going to have an, another couple of big money signings before the window shuts. Yeah. Um, they're only two points off of safety. Uh, they do have there's a couple of teams around them with a couple of games in hand. Yeah. Um, Burnley, Newcastle, do you think they'll go down? Or do you think, I think teams get dragged down? I, I actually think Burnley and Watford are going to go down here with Norwich. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 would be, I would be surprised if Leeds get dragged into this. Um, I'd like to think that they will. Um, do you know what? Like, it's it's getting it's getting to the fucking squeaky bum time with Everton, whether they, they pull the trigger on Rafa or not. Um, a couple of, it's, it's happened too much. Um I'd probably give him another week or two if he doesn't. Like his next match is uh, Norwich away. If they lose that match, sack him. Uh, yeah. Pull the trigger early. Don't let yourself hope that you get the next manager in and, um, and you get a bounce. And and look, if you look at the last two managers that Everton have got in, they seem to be able to attract big managers. Ancelotti and Rafa. Who would have thought that them two managers would have been there? Surely they can attract somebody big. I heard a week or two ago that Ole was being lined up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Like, is, is, is that preparing for fucking your promotion battle from the championship? <laughs> yeah, 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 your parachute <laughs> payments. He's going to be going with that. Um, uh, but no, honestly, looking at that, I, I, I genuinely, I think I think Norwich will go down. Uh, I think Burnley will actually probably go down this year and, and Watford. Burnley usually get themselves out of it. Sean, but years, I have yeah, a weird... Yeah. A and weird they've a couple of games in hand as well. Like They've only played yeah. seven then. Yeah. Um. So, so you know. Fair. Yeah. I, I. I. I think it might be Norwich, Watford, Leeds. I think Leeds are going. 
I think I might see them going down. Yeah, I think the change in form from last season to this season, people just have them figured out. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're just not the team they were last year. Especially against big teams like City and all, like City fucking trashed them. I was a 7 0 or something. Like yeah. they're, they're too. Like, do you know what it is, right? <laughs> Bielsa is like Oli, except Bielsa's tactic works. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so he has, but, but he has no plan B. So when it works, yeah. it works really well. But he's yeah. got no plan B because when they get spanked by big teams, they get fucking destroyed. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's like it's there or there. Like it's 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 yeah. one of the other tires ahead. Like. <laughs> All right, Collie. Well, look, thanks very much for joining yeah. me this week. And yeah, yeah it's been great. We, we have big plans for this year. It's good to be on the ball. It's gonna be a big year for Beyond the Ball. Um yeah. we're hoping for the podcast and for other content that we're gonna put out there. Um thanks everybody for listening um it's been great to be able to come back and give the show to you every week your support means a lot so again if you're on your facebook instagram youtube subscribe follow give us a like give us a comment send in questions we'll always air them on the on the show and um yeah really appreciate all you listening and we'll be back again next week so thank you very much (music) 